guys, Princess here, and welcome to episode 11 of Buy Pumpkin. Guys, guys, it has been a long day. Um, normally on Saturdays, I kind of have the day to myself. It's my day off from my family. Um, there are tons of people who can be like around their loved ones all the time, and they just sit next to their significant other and just hold hands, look into each other's eyes, and everything's cool. I'm not one of those fucking people. <laughs> I was watching Tan France's YouTube, I guess it's Architectural Digest's um, YouTube channel, but they did like a walk around of his house and, you know, he's adorable. And at one point he went to the kitchen and his husband left for work very early and it wrote him a note, uh, just encouraging words. And then like something like, have a good day, you perfect, my perfect boy or something like that. And it, and from reading Tan France's book, I know that he and his husband are like Siamese twins. They're like stuck together, baby. And they go everywhere together and they work together and do all that stuff. And I just know I can't live that sort of life. Okay. I don't love anybody enough to be with them all that fucking time. And if I came into the, the kitchen and there was a note from my husband that didn't say, need coffee or buy me, you know, buy for a breeze or something. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? What do you mean I'm going to do a good job? They always do a good job. What, 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 what are you trying to say? Like, I can't, I'm just not that type of person. I can't live like that. And so, you know, um, every Saturday, my husband basically handles everything and I leave. Um, and I can stay here too, but it's more like, uh, when you have a bunch of kids, so before we had kids, I get, we could just come and go as we please. Like he could call me and I could be like, oh, I left the state. Like, <laughs> like we didn't depend on each other to do anything. We could just be like, where are you at? <laughs> Cause we, like, we just went where we wanted to and we didn't check in. I mean, we check in with each other. We didn't check. We didn't have to, we didn't have to check in the way we have to do now. Like now, if you want to leave, who are going to be watching these kids? And so on Saturday, I don't really have to do any of that. I can, I can stay in bed all day. I can hang out and clean out my closet. I can do shit here, but I'm not responsible for anything. And I'm not responsible for feeding anybody or making sure things happen. And I mean, I, if I want to, I can wake up at 4 a.m. and leave and not come back until 10 p.m. if that's what I want to fucking do. But um, today, my husband went to Pack South, which um, is in San Antonio, so he had to drive there to get there. And I mean, we've gone together in the past. I've enjoyed it. Um, We've actually gone there with my stepdaughter this year. She was there too, but she just wasn't with him. But I, I just, I didn't feel like doing it. And this year he was meeting up with like a group of his gamer and streamer friends. And, you know, my husband's a classic extrovert. He's a triple Leo. And even though I am a Leo, I am an introvert. And the idea of going up to meet up with a bunch of people I didn't know and having to like be around and there's crowds everywhere. And then we got to go to another location. Like, and then like the whole thing was like, nah, not for me this year. So he went. And so he's been gone all year and I've been with the kids all day and they got on my goddamn nerves. (laughs) They did. (laughs) At one point they really got on my nerves. And so I've just been running errands and taking them to Taekwondo and lunch and, you know, reorganizing things at the house. And, it's just been a long day and I kind of like forgot that I had to record an episode of Buy Pumpkin today. Now, here's the deal. 
I was like, yeah, um, Flavor of Love ended. Breaking Bond and Douchey doesn't end, doesn't start till next week, so I can take this week off. And then I was like, hey, princess, you did tell people you were probably going to do a palate cleanser, something in between the seasons. And yeah, yeah. And so like, like also, listen, if you want to have a podcast, you need to record. You can't be taking these wild weeks off that are not holidays and things like that. People depend on you. I know personally, when my podcasts are off, I'm like, what the fuck? When Liz Bentley of Feathers in My Hair doesn't record an episode, I'm like, what's going on, Liz? I need you. I need you. Like, I think at one point she <laughs> she went to go visit her newborn niece and I was just like, okay, but what about me? Like, I, and so remember, I released um, by pumpkin on Sundays because I want to be with you on your Sundays. I want, I want to be there when you run errands and, and meal prep and, or just lay in the bed or whatever it is. I want to be with you. And like, I can't say, let me have your Sunday and then be like, oops, I'm not going to be here because I just don't want to be. So, you know, consistency, commitment, this is what I'm doing here. So I decided to do a bonus episode today. Guys, um, I also want to talk to you about some show business. I am going to start a Patreon. Uh, the reason I am going to do that is because although this podcast is a labor of love, I would like it not to cost me any money and hosting and various other things cost money. So I would like to start a Patreon for those who would like to support and keep me doing this podcast. Um, I'm going to charge a dollar a month and you're going to get an extra episode or two every month. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, the link will be up next week and hopefully you guys will join a buck a month. It's like nothing. And if I can get like a few of you to do that, you'll cover my expenses and I can be free to make this podcast and not also feel bad about making bad financial decisions, however small they are. I'm also going to either have a subscriber level or I'm going to just do one-off uh, one off payments where if you want to commission an episode, I'll let you. Um, so let's, if you're like Princess, please watch season two, episode three of Mob Wives and talk to me about it. Princess, are you watching AJ and the Queen? Can you please talk about it? Princess, can you just do an episode where you answer motherhood questions? That's a really bad episode, guys. I am, I I have to tell you, I am not a great mother. You may think I am because you only hear my side of the stories, but you haven't heard my children's podcast. They don't have a podcast yet, but eventually they will, especially that, that little boy. He is itching to be like, he. all he does is make little videos on his tablet that he wants to put on the internet. And he just thinks he is going to be like a YouTube celebrity. And Lord knows what he's going to say about me in this podcast. But yeah, but if like, if you're someone who's like, princess, I just want you to answer these questions about motherhood and you're willing to pay the, you know, the little, the donation, then yeah, I'll make a bonus episode for you. Um, and, and put it out like, yeah, I'll do that. And these things will help make sure I can fund this podcast. Like I am, ha I am very excited about the shows I'm going to be talking about over the next few months on the podcast. I'm very excited to record by pumpkin usually, but I can't like just the way I'm set up 
I can't have a podcast that costs me money to make and I give away for free because it makes me feel, it makes me feel like a dumb dumb. You see, you see what I'm saying? And if you could be willing to like pledge a buck a month to help me keep this going, that'd be super awesome. What else? Oh, second bit of show business, guys. Next week starts Breaking Bonaducci. It's amazing. It's wonderful. You're gonna love it, but it's really hard to find Breaking Bonaducci now. So I've decided to be a freedom fighter and give you Breaking Bonaducci. The only reason I have it is because someone gave it to me. So what my plan is, I'm going to make I'm going to make a a um, burner Gmail account. The one that doesn't apply, the one that's not for me, and I'm going to. Uh, host the episodes on Google Drive. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for next week. Starting the first week of Breaking Bonaducci, there will be a link in the show notes and it'll be a place for you to download the episodes. I don't know how long Google Drive's going to let me do that. Like sometimes they're really cool. A lot of times they aren't. And they may let me leave it up the whole time or they may take it down in 24 hours. I'm not sure. So next Sunday... At 5 a.m. when my when my podcast drops, I drop it early because again I want to spend my I want to spend your Sunday with you, and I get up early, so I always think to myself, oh man, I wish somebody was like I wish some of my favorite podcasts were actually available at eight o'clock in the morning and didn't come in later. So I drop it early. What you should do is you should go look at the episode, download the Breaking Bonaduce episodes, so you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay. Um. Again, I don't know how long it's going to be up. I just don't. I just don't know. I, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Yeah, I think that's all the showbiz notes right there. So let's talk about this bonus episode. Guys, I thought a lot about what I wanted to do. And originally, my first thought was, last week I watched Cheer. Loved it. And I wanted to do like an episode about that. But thank God I text Liz because Liz was, Liz was, was, I was going to say she was the Moses of cheer, but I don't know enough about the Bible to make sure that metaphor works. I'm a heathen. So basically she was the first person I saw on Twitter tweeting about it. And I watched it the next day and a lot of other people, after I saw Liz tweeting about it, a lot of other people were too. And so I was like, damn, is Liz going to do a bonus episode? So I text her and she was like, yeah, I think I am. And I was like, oh shit. Then I definitely can't do a bonus episode about cheer because Liz's episode is going to be way better than mine. She used to be a cheerleader. She's got a lot of great insight. She's a smart girl, smart cookie. And she, I just know she's going to be like really thoughtful and nuanced and just ha- like have the funniest episode. So I can't have an episode that's going to compete with that because it's going to go down the tubes. So what do you do? You can't beat them, you join them. <laughs> Someone's better than you, glom onto them and ride their coattails to the top. So I, so my next text to Liz was like, okay, you gotta let me be on it. And she said, okay. So tomorrow we are gonna record a bonus episode about cheer. I don't know when it's gonna be out. I don't have control of those types of things, but you will get Princess and Liz talking about cheer. Liz and Princess, cause it's her episode, I'm just on it. So then I was like, okay, what the fuck are you going to do? And I thought about some, some options of things I could talk about, things that like might, you know, make a difference and, um, not make a difference. Like that's very, we are the world. I, you know, things that like people might want to hear about. And most of the stuff I want to talk about, it's not far along enough. I really want to, like, I want to talk about the Royal Housewives of Atlanta. Um, but I want some more episodes to come because they are really dicking around with me right now. 
Um, I'm obviously going to talk about marriage at first sight, but again, we're not at the point where I'm even watching yet. As I told Kara last, um, last week on everyone's business, but mine, by the way, are you subscribed to everyone's business, but mine? Kara's an amazing podcaster. She's very funny. Like go subscribe to that. But, um, last when I was on her show, I told her, I don't even start watching Married at First Sight until the, until the weddings are over. And I need to have a few episodes after that. So like just all the thoughts I was having, I was like, nah, there's not really anything I want to, I want to talk about specifically right now. So what did I used to do on EBP when I didn't have a bonus episode to do? Well, what I would do is I would um, do something I called Princess Fix My Life. And what that is, is I basically steal questions from the internet. <laughs> um, places like Six Brown Chicks, which is a Twitter feed that does the questions. There's also a lifestyle blog um, uh, website. Uh, Demetria Lucas. She uh, has an Ask FM, all kinds of places. I basically steal the questions and answer them as if I was their therapist. Um, the truth is, I think I would make a really good therapist. I think I love talking to people. I love getting in people's business. I am excellent at telling people what to do and not being able to fix myself. Um, I probably lose my license very early on because I can see myself getting too involved with people and like being like all up in their business and getting like too connected to them. And the next thing you know, I'm living with them or some shit and I lose my license like almost immediately. But um, it's fun for me and it's also an easy thing to do for a bonus episode. And also I got a lot of DMs from people saying when I was done with spelling tea that they're gonna miss Princess Fix My Life. So yeah, I'm gonna do an episode of that. I'm not gonna do, I, I kind of wanna give you an, for new listeners, I don't know how many new listeners I have, but for new listeners, I kind of want to give you a taste of what it's like with me doing things free form. And so you can understand what it will be like if you, if you sign up for my Patreon, um, the type of episodes you get, I'm not going to do this every month, but I do it often enough and, you know, just give you another side of princess. So let's start with the name princess fix my life is basically Ayama fixed my life with Ayama's taken out and princess put it in very simple. I get a lot of, um, feedback from people saying they think I left a, a, um, a typo in the title. That's not true. I am just stealing again. And so, (laughs) and, um, actually I think I stole this whole bit from Jade and XD. They used to do six brown chicks questions on their uh, show sometimes. And I liked it so much, I stole it. So let's get started. Let's get started. The first question. Dating her about a year. I lost my job, got banned from Uber. Not my fault though. And I moved in with her. Bills come in and I noticed that she legally changed her last name to mine without, without was in all caps, asking. I'm low key in between women and I'm not marrying her. Advice. So... The first thing I want to talk about is you've been dating her for a year. I know a lot of people get confused about what dating is. Dating is just the act of going out on dates. You don't have to be exclusive to be dating somebody. So, but I will ask this. If you've been dating someone for about a year and now you live with them, you're giving the impression that you're going, that you're committed to them, right? Even if you haven't had the conversation, 
Um, it, it just seems like you're serious about him, but your last sentence is like, I'm low key in between women. I'm not marrying her. Okay, fine. Don't marry her. But you can't date someone for a year and then live in their house and be like, what do you mean? This is cash, right? So let's start there. Although I know that's not the, the crux of this question. You're saying bills came in and her name, she changed her name to your last name. One, how do you know? Because just because a bill comes with your last name doesn't mean she changed her name. Um, bills come in all kinds of fucking name. I just got uh, my tax, like I have solar panels on my house and I just got my tax documentation for it and they address it to Curtis Jones. That's not my fucking name. My name is Princess Jones Curtis, but I, but I pay the money every month and they just, they address it to Curtis Jones. It can be all kinds of things. You could have seen mail from anything. You could have seen, like you could have, that could be literal junk mail that, you know, junk mail, sometimes uh, it comes, it they dress it up to look like bills so you'll open it. But that could be junk mail that, peop, that, they, that uh, they used, like they get the information sometimes for junk mail by scraping things from the internet. So like if, two people live there, they'll, they'll like mess up the, the, the last names and stuff. Like what I'm saying here is there's a, there's a lot of reasons that a piece of mail came and your last name is on her first name. Okay, let's start there. Like you don't know that she legally changed her last name unless you got a and you got the confirmation from court that, that has been granted and her last name is now this. So that's all going to lead me up to the, to what I like, you have to ask her, you have to say, yo, I just saw this. They got your, they got my last name on yours. That's weird. What, what's going on there? And then you have to look at her to see how she reacts to it. Does she seem embarrassed? Does she seem like Oh shit, he found out. Does she seem like, what the fuck are you talking about? She need you have to look at her that way. And I think what you're really asking here, what your concern really is here is that what you said, I'm low key in between women. This is not like, uh, just cause I stay here. Like, cause you don't, you're, so I bet you if I asked you, if you live there, you tell me you don't live there. You stay there. That's what you're saying. Because living somewhere means that you plan it there and you plan to be there and you're making a life there. And staying somewhere is, I just sleep here at night. Those are two different things. I think you need to be, I think what you're worried about is whether or not she realizes that. And how can, and how can you make sure she knows? You fucking tell her. Now, will she put you out? Maybe. I put you out. <laughs> If I was dating you a year and you were living with me and you was like, hey girl, just so you know, uh, I'm just staying here because well, I'm in between women, right? You know, this is not safe. Like, or maybe she'll be like, yeah, that's cool. You staying here and you got to leave when my real man comes. You don't know what she's thinking unless you talk to her. So I would talk to her and I would make sure I could stay on my mama's couch before I talk to her because she's probably gonna put you out. Once she realizes that you're in between women, once you tell her, Okay, next question. Had a full scholarship to Howard. I quit my last year of college because my fiance got cancer. I went back home and discovered his quote unquote cancer was fake, just a way for him to distance himself from me while I was at school. I'm hurt, broke, and still in love with him. Help. 
Well, first thing, you're stupid, okay? And I, I'm not, don't take that the wrong way. I'm not saying that you're stupid, but yeah, you're stupid. You're stupid in this. A lot, people have gotten played. I told a story about how many times I've been played. I've been played a lot, okay, guys? If you're out here dating, sometimes you get played. But I guess the stupid part I'm talking about is I'm still in love with him. Why are you still in love with him? Someone that fakes cancer lies to you. And then you leave your last year of school at Howard, which is a great school, um, and go home to take care of him. You find out it's fake. How could you still be in love with him? You must be stupid. Listen, love is not, I've talked about this a lot of times in the past. Love is not an unconditional thing, guys. Love is earned. It is, it's earned. And people who don't treat you well have not earned your love. Someone who's played the okie doke on you like that have not has not earned your love. Now, we need to take some personal responsibility here first. You left school. He fake cancer to distance himself from you. So I'm pretty sure that when you were like, I'm coming home to take care of you, he was like, no, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. I got a nurse. I'm sure he, he told you something like that. And you made the decision to leave school. You can also make the decision to go back. That's what you should do. And you should also think about, one, what is wrong with him that instead of asking for, like you, you quit school and went back home. So Howard is not where you are at home, okay? So you were already long distance. So I'm wondering, he's stupid too. I'm wondering why he made up cancer when you guys were all long, already long distance. He can, he was already distanced from you. It's in it. It's long distance. That's stupid. Listen, you got to do better. And also remember that just because you still have feelings some, for someone doesn't mean you have to act on them. Go back to school. Go back to school. Even if you, even if you feel like you still love him, go back to school and move on. You have to. Someone that will lie about something that big has no problem lying to you about where he was Saturday night. Has no problem lying to you about w- missing money and shit like that. And that's not the type of lifestyle you want to live. He is, and lying about cancer is big. Big. Lying about some shit like that is a big fucking deal. Like, that's a that's a character flaw. The fact is, he's not a good person. Hurt and broke. Why are you broke? You spent money on his fake cancer? I don't care. Go back to Howard. Figure out a way. Go back to Howard. Finish fucking school. And leave him the fuck alone. You sound young. I'm imagining you are because you're, you're in your last year of college. Um, I've been with Michael for three years and we have a two-month-old daughter. Over Christmas break, his wife had... Okay. Over Christmas break, his wife had their son and she's all over... And he's all over Facebook and IG posting about his firstborn. This is hurtful and false. I want our child to be acknowledged, but he refuses advice. Um, I have a real hard time with these questions about people that are boyfriend and girlfriend with someone who has a wife or a husband. Because no, you aren't. <laughs> um, no, the fuck you aren't. 
it, listen, monogamy is not for anybody. Not for, it's not for everybody. Freudian slip. It's not for everybody. Um, it's barely for fucking me. And I've been 12, I've been married 12 years. When I had my anniversary, my wedding anniversary is December 27th. And my mom I was talking, my mom was like, yeah, I've been married 12 years today. And she was like, Ooh, child. Wow. Didn't think it was going to last that long because of me, because I'm like, like the hardest part about being married is like when I was dating people or boyfriend and girlfriend, or even living with people, if they did some shit that I didn't like, and I talked to them about it and they either wouldn't acknowledge it or they just like, I couldn't come to some like workaround or solution with them. I would just leave. I just feel like, okay, we don't have to date anymore. All right. (laughs) Like, that's just how I, and it's, and it's difficult because being married, I can't do those things. Right. I, I at least have to give things a shot and I can't like just leave because he eats in bed and he doesn't just eat in bed. All right. So we have white sheet, all white, all white bedding. And I've tried other types of bedding, but it doesn't look right in the fucking room. The white bed works, but he eats in bed and he doesn't just eat in bed. He's like, oh, I've got a bowl of spaghetti. I should probably go lay in the bed with this. Like shit that you don't eat in bed. It's not like some crackers that you can just wipe off. And then he's, and then I feel like he's got a hole in his lip because no matter what he eats, it ends up all over his shirt and all over the bed. It's everywhere. And like, this has been an ongoing thing in our relationship. And I know everyone's just like, you have to get different sheets. And I'm like, it hurts me to walk into this bedroom and see some random ass fucking sheets on this bed. It doesn't look right. It doesn't fit right. It doesn't, it, the aesthetic isn't right. I have to have these white sheets. And he is like, princess, I love you so much. I don't know that I can stop eating spaghetti in the bed. I just, I don't want to say I'm going to. And like, and I'm, in a past life, I just be like, oh, okay, and I just get out of suitcase and leave. That's what I do. <laughs> it's very hard. Um, it's not for everybody. It's not for, I would even venture to say it's not for most people. I don't want to say that thing where people go, well, 50% of marriages don't, 50% of marriages end in divorce. That's not true. I don't know why people think that. Oh, I do know why people think that. There was a study done that they later found out was like a very small group of people and had like very weird parameters. And we've just been saying that since. Um, it's not true. It could be 70% of marriages in the divorce. We don't have the fucking data. It's it's not 50% though. It's like we eat, they tell you to drink eight glasses of water a day. Guys, that is junk science. <laughs> there is no science to back that up. Someone just said it one time and then people kept saying it. It's not a thing. What am I talking about? Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to say that 50% of marriages end in divorce. I'm not going to say that. And I'm also not going to sit here and pretend like a monogamous long-term relationship that ends in you guys deciding that you're not supposed to be together is automatically a failure. I'm not going to say that. I will say though, that monogamy and long-term relationships are not for everybody and nobody's required to get married. And I don't understand why people get married promise things to each other and then do whatever the fuck they want. I don't get that. And I don't understand other people who have relationships with people 
inside these monogamous relationships where there's lots of lies going on, you're privy to the lies, you know you're a side bitch. I don't get it. I do not fucking get it. Um, And then you ask for perks that side bitches don't get. Like, I hate to be that, like, I hate to be that blunt about it, but you do not get into a relationship and have a baby with someone who is married and then say things like, why won't he acknowledge us? I'll tell you why he's married. That's why. And he don't want to. He's trying to stay married, which is something you should be thinking about. As much as I used to date all these military guys, mostly because I grew up on military bases. And when I came of age, I was on a big area where military bases, there were a ton of military bases where I grew up. Um, and I really liked dating military guys because they left. I love that. I'd be the only one smiling when people would I'd be like, all right, see ya. Six months, take eight, baby. I'll see you around. I love being by myself. I love having that alone time. And I think that what happened with my own marriage is that my husband usually works nights and he's always worked nights as long as I've known him. And so I get the benefit of having a two income household and I get to sleep by myself in my own bed. And I also, it feels like I'm single a lot, except for like, sometimes I'll wake up and someone has fried me chicken and left it on the counter. Like, so I feel like I've got the best of both worlds. That said, you can't even part-time me. Like as much as I want my own space, someone trying to work me like a part-time job would annoy me. I need shit. And I can't call you cause you're at home and we've got a fucking kid and you won't even acknowledge it. Like this is a problem. But for this particular person, I just wonder what you want from him. You want to be a good dad and you want him to put him, put your kid on IG. Okay. He's not though. He's not. And also it's really hard to be a good, a good dad to a side baby because you can't even tell people that's your kid. And on father's day, you're with your real family. I just, I guess what we need to figure out is this. Like, we can't control Michael's actions. Michael's actions are Michael's actions. What we can control is our actions. And if you put yourself in a position where you're taking scraps from a table instead of sitting at the table and having a meal, then that's all you'll get. And if you want more than that, then you have to leave Michael alone. Like, his his relationship with the kid and all that other stuff, that'll be separate later. But for your sake, you have to, like, move forward. And you have to say to yourself, what is it I'm looking for? Am I looking for, you know, Valentine's Day's bullshit, but uh, am I looking for him to be on IG with his wife on Valentine's Day and he'll come see me on the 15th or the 13th? Am I looking for Michael and his wife and kid to be in Chili's? On a Sunday afternoon, I went to Chili's today. On a Sunday afternoon, enjoying a $5 margarita and some nachos. And when me and my baby walk by and my baby goes, Daddy, Michael goes, turns his head to the side. and is like, I don't know. I don't know those people. Is that what I'm looking for? Is that what, that, type, that type of life you want? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is, what do you want? I don't think you want this. You, you seem like you don't want this. So then don't have this. 
Next question. My baby mama kicked me. <laughs> my baby mama kicked off the new year by coming up to my job, getting down on one knee and proposing. She had her son with her, so I said yes. Girl I'm with at work starts slinging hot fries and fighting her. Lost my job and home because baby mama won't take me back. Advice. Well, I'll give you some advice. Let me tell you what. If y'all motherfuckers were up in Arby's doing this shit while I was in the drive-thru and I didn't get my goddamn food, I promise I was going to speak to the manager. Y'all fighting over this bullshit better not keep me from getting my mozzarella sticks. Guys, Arby's, great place to get mozzarella sticks. Do they taste like mozzarella sticks? Absolutely not. They taste like Arby's grease and roast beef. (laughs) Delicious though. Get them. Tell them I sent you. I love Arby's. Arby's is for people who don't want to live. <laughs> they got all the meats and they got all the diabetes and they got all the heart problems. They got all that shit there. Um, I, I think you hustling backwards, bro. Like, if you... <laughs> um, Why are you cheating on someone who can't let you live with them? And now you homeless. Okay. See, <laughs> that's the problem. Also, you should have said yes. Like, just because someone asks you to marry them doesn't mean you have to say yes. I've been proposed to five times. I, 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 I can't tell you why. I think it's because I'm a very, like, solid person. Like, like in terms of, like, I've been an old lady since I was, like, 13 years old. And so I would get with these guys, and, they, and they'd be like, oh, she's stable. Oh, she's got her stuff together. We should be, like, they'd be thinking we should be together, even though we were in terrible relationships. And it just seemed, and also, like, certain guys, like, they're, like, or certain people in general, they're, like, oh, this is the next step. We've been together this long. Everything seems great. She seems like someone I can depend on. We should get married like that. And also, I'm not someone who values marriage a lot. It seems crazy. But I just don't, I never like was like, I need to go get married and have a bunch of kids. I never thought like that. Like I honestly thought I'd be single for life um, because I really enjoy being single. And so the combination of me not wanting to be married to people and then also being someone that you can think of like wifing made people think they should propose to me. Because they'd be like, oh, and she's not even, like, worried about it. You know, she's cool and everything. And, like, she she knows how to cook. And look at that. She pays the bills and she has a white bed. Like, <laughs> this is, like, I just projected the vibe that you should marry me and people would propose to me. I guess that's what it is. Um, I did not say yes to all of them. They were fuckboys. <laughs> or they were... I was more like the guy earlier that was like, ooh, I ain't trying to marry this person. I'm just having a good time. And so I'm here to tell you, you don't have to say yes if somebody asks, proposes to you. You don't have to say anything. Sometimes you could just like distract. Sometimes you could be like, I'm at work. Or you could say, ooh, the fries are done and run over there and get the fries and stuff. And you could do that kind of stuff. Um, so you didn't have to say yes. And I don't know why you said yes when you when you had your other girlfriend in there so yeah man i'm i'm gonna i'm just gonna advise you this i'm gonna advise you this i'm gonna say that this shit is probably over okay probably not gonna be able to get back together with these girls or maybe you will but for future stuff um make sure you keep keep 
if you if you're gonna be cheating on a bunch of people, make sure you keep them separate, and then make sure that if one of them asks you to marry, you just go, you just mumble something, maybe you take her outside and talk to her, or maybe you work a different shift. But if I'm in a drive-through, give me my fucking fries. I do not fucking care what's happening. I don't care if you're getting robbed. I want my shit. Don't don't fucking play with me. Don't play with me. You will get a, a stern review on Yelp. Okay. Next question. My ex cheated, so I threw him out of my house. He apologized and changed his way, so he worked it out. I got fired, and I came home early to find him in bed with his male Barbara. Barbara. I cannot say this word. Barber. As in someone who cuts their hair, not as in Streisand. Barber. And a thought. I found him in bed with the barber and a thought. I'm pregnant, don't want to be a second mom. How do I fix our relationship? Um, uh, I got questions. He, you found him in bed with his barber, barber, and a thought. Are you saying that you found him in a threesome? Two, like it was him, another dude, and a woman that you, you're calling a thought? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Let's let's ignore that. Let's just assume that's what happened. You're having a bad day, girl. You lost your job, you're pregnant, and you come home and find out that uh that your boyfriend is like fucking up shit. And this is beyond disrespectful. This is like one of those things that like they're not just cheating on you, they're also having threesomes at your house while you're at work. Um I hope he works the night shift and he's not unemployed. And I just feel like there is no way to come back from that. You can't fix your relationship. One, because he's previously cheated and he's cheating now. And like, I'm, I'm going to ignore the part with that he was in bed with a man and a woman. I'm going to ignore that part mostly because it kind of doesn't matter. I know that like sometimes when people put these questions out there, they're like, I just want you to know he's probably gay or what. I don't know what it is. He's, he could be having a threesome. He could be bisexual and having a threesome. He could be gay and having a threesome. He could be whatever. Uh, it's That's really not um, the point here. The point is you didn't know he was doing that and he's doing it in your fucking bed. Again, I would kill my husband. I, I'd rather eat spaghetti in the bed than do this shit like this. And, and you're also pregnant. And the thing is, you're saying you don't want to be a single mom. Girl, what's wrong with being a single mom? Well, ain't nothing wrong with being a single mom. It really isn't. I, I think people often think that it's very important. It's so important to give a child a two-parent home that they will endure all kinds of things to make that happen. And the fact is, Children are not idiots. You know, I'm reading a book right now called, or well, I'm listening to it on a book called Bringing Up Baby. And it's about, I'm reading it because I like the, the author's other book, but it's about her adventures of being an expat in Paris and raising her children there. And uh, it's kind of like, um, it's a personal memoir, of course, but it's also, she does interviews and, and uses um, research from all kinds of places. But basically it's talking about the difference in the way that French 
most French people think of raising children versus the way most Americans think about um, raising children. And like, I, I didn't think I would like it that much, but I'm realizing that like, I'm a very French parent. <laughs> like, like one of the things she says is that French, the reason French babies tend to sleep since tend to sleep through the night, like right away is because culturally French parents tend to pause before seeking out their baby. So if their baby starts crying, they pause and they kind of observe and they kind of like, they don't just pick the baby up and carry it. And I, I'm not talking about fervorizing where you just let the baby cry. I mean, like every time the baby makes a noise, you don't pick the baby up. You kind of, is the baby vocalizing? Is this their board cry? Is like, what's going on? Do they really need something? Or is it more like they're just, you know, using their voice? And that just that small pause before you inter, before you interject yourself into a situation changes things because it fosters like um, independence. And as they get older, you do it more. And I was thinking about this. I was like, I've always done this. Like if the toddler's in the room playing with the other kids and he starts to cry, I don't run into the other room. He can either, I mean, he's big enough to either come to me or, and he'll come and vocalize or he'll stop crying because maybe he's crying because someone took a game piece for him or told him he couldn't, he couldn't play with something. Maybe that's it. Or he'll keep crying. And then I'll be like, okay, well, I probably need to go in there. If the eight and nine year old are crying, I mean, are fighting, I hear them arguing. I don't need to go in there and referee this argument. What I do is I observe, I keep my, I, you know, I keep my ears open. I'm like, where's this going? And a lot of times it will be resolved itself, but it fosters independence and it makes them do things for themselves as opposed to me being this mom robot that does everything for you. Anyway, I, I just was like, oh, a lot of things they're talking about. I'm a very, I'm a very French mom, apparently, even though nowhere near. But how I got on this is that many French people believe that children know more as they're younger. Like they can learn like as babies, they can they can understand what you're saying to them. They can learn to sleep through the night or sit in a restaurant because they're they're sentient beings. They're they're people. And when you're sitting here telling me you don't want to be a single mom for your kids, which is what I'm assuming, because single mom, you don't want to be a single mom for your kids. You're assuming your kids are stupid. They're not stupid. They hear everything. They know everything, and they know when you're unhappy. And what you're doing is you're modeling bad relationships for them. Every, as they grow up, they'll either be drawn to the same type of relationship or they'll spend their whole life fighting against it because of you. And you really don't want them to be the type of person that's drawn to the same type of bad relationship you were in because that's what you told the relationship is. That's what you told people. That's what you told them a loving couple looks like. One of them is cheating, the other one's chasing them around. And one of you super unhappy all the time because you kind of, you got to figure out what the other one's doing. That's, that's what you teach them. And so if you can't do it, so I think you should be a single mom. And I think you should do it for your kid. I think you should, like, you can figure out the co-parenting stuff. Like just not being in a relationship with somebody doesn't mean you don't, they, they suddenly don't have to take care of the kids. A lot of people do that, but I'm telling you, if you want your child to have a father, you don't have to be with the father. 
And if he chooses not to be a father because you guys aren't going to be together, then that's on him. That's not on you. What you can do is show your kid that like, hey, um, I really have a lot of, I, I think a lot of myself and you should think a lot of yourself too. And I'm only interested in being in relationships that work for me and that give me what I'm looking for. And you should too. You, whatever it is that you want, that's what you should go get. Instead of just being like, I'm miserable, but I'm here because I want you to have a dad. Now you could also be saying, I want to be a single mom because I don't want to, because you're thinking about two incomes. And listen, two incomes changes everything. Um, a lot of times when we talk about how people are affording things, um, we're not paying attention to the fact that they're either getting that they're getting money from their parents, inheritance and things like that, or the, they have family money or the fact that like they have two incomes, one income changes a lot of stuff. So, so I get that. That said, I'd rather have less stuff live in a shitty apartment than be in a shitty relationship because in a shitty apartment, I can put curtains up and I can do my best to make it look nice and maybe paint some shit and put out and get, and get an exterminator and put out roach spray or whatever the fuck it is I need to do. But in a shitty relationship, I'm just kind of in it. I'd rather take the bus by myself than be in a car with somebody who makes me fucking miserable. I, it's, that's, that's about your self care there. So yeah, be a single mom. That's the advice, babe. And again, I don't want to, I don't want it to be about the fact that he was in the bed with a man. I, or apparently a man and a woman, I guess. I don't want it to be about that. I want it to be about that you cannot trust him. He is a cheater. He's a liar. And he's, he's, he's not someone you can trust. You're never going to feel safe with him because you, you can't trust him. Um, oh, let me address the being fired thing. Go look for a job. No, seriously, go look for a job. Go find a job. Go stay with your mom or friend or girlfriend, whoever it is you can, and go look for a job. You'll find a job better. Finding a job will be easier than trying to convert that person into a good partner, okay? Next question. I went to this busted down Waffle House because the server was kind with great convo and a pretty face. How'd you know she had great convo and a pretty face where you got there? I fell in love, dated for a month, and moved her in. Outside of work, she's mean, too aggressive in bed, and demands love tips just for being my girl. Advice. First of all, never go to a Waffle House as a ghetto. Listen, call me what you fucking want. I don't care. Waffle House is ghetto. I, no, I don't do Waffle House. My husband loves it, though. That tells you a lot about him. I hate Waffle House. I'm an IHOP girl. Um, I also, when I was a waitress, um, I was working at a Denny's. And there was a Waffle House down the road. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try to get some shifts there because we just have a lot of shifts. And one of the other waitresses was like, girl, they make you wash your own dishes there. And I was like, oops, not going to do that. Because <laughs> as a waitress, you don't usually wash your dishes. Okay, so listen, as a former waitress, I like this girl. <laughs> I am very different when I'm hustling for a tip than I am when I am hustling for free. That said, you can't, she's mean, too aggressive in bed. Like, what's too aggressive in bed? I wonder which, does she bite you? <laughs> and demands love tips. So she just wants money. <laughs> yeah, leave her, leave her. Um, I have questions about the too aggressive in bed. Demanding love tips sounds like she just, she, she's trying to get you to pay for stuff. 
But the mean part, I can't deal with. I can't deal with a mean person. You can't beat yourself around them. You don't know what the fuck they're going to do. I, mm, mm, I No, just dump her. Dump her. There's plenty of Waffle House. Actually, don't go back to Waffle House. Go to IHOP, girl. I mean, boy, or whatever it is you are. Go to IHOP. Go to IHOP. Or try a Denny's, a Grand Slam. Mm, mm. Um, next question. My fiance, he is a nurse, works at a retirement home. His patient got evicted and he moved her into his home. Thought it was kind till I caught him giving oral to the patient's 20-year-old daughter. We fought. He moved the daughter in. My wedding's in June. Advice. Girl, your wedding ain't in June. (laughs) Your wedding isn't in June. Your wedding isn't in June. That's all I got to say. Your wedding is in June. He moved on. You're single. (laughs) Next question. Over Christmas, I joked that my mom always gave me bad gifts. My brothers got nice gifts. Mine were from Goodwill. Mom didn't laugh. She told me that my now-deceased dad got a dancer pregnant and he brought me home. She hated me for 20 years. I'm so broken. Advice. Where the fuck do y'all live? (laughs) Where the fuck do y'all live? Like, that's a story somebody tells in, like, the 60s. That's the story someone tells in the 60s. My wife couldn't get pregnant. I cheated on her with the local woman of ill repute. (laughs) She got pregnant. I brought the baby home to be raised. God. Okay. So let's talk about, let's, let's unpack this here. Fact is this woman that you thought of as your mom has always treated you badly. She's always, she doesn't give you nice gifts. Um, I'm assuming there's a lot more to go with that because there's a big difference between getting nice gifts and then someone going to Goodwill to pick up stuff. Um, there's a marked difference in that. So I'm just assuming it's going to, this, this isn't just about gifts. It's, it's overall. So, and you realize she's not your mom and she decided on Christmas to tell you your father's dead. You can't ask him anything. And I really think that it's time to set, to like set some clear boundaries. First of all, you need to go to therapy. These are complicated fucking feelings. Um, you're going to have a lot of complicated feelings for a long time. You've had some complicated feelings, but now you know the reason why your mom treats you like that. Two, I probably wouldn't go over. I probably like take some space from over there because it's not like you found out she wasn't your biological mom and you know, you're dealing with, you know, identity and who you are and, and like the fact that your birth, like your origin story is, it's been false. It's not just that. It's also all my life, this person has been treating me away and now I know what it is. And also my dad's dead and I can't even talk, I can't even talk to him about it and like get information from him. Um, there's a lot to unpack there. You need to go to therapy. You need to take some distance from her and you need to stop going over there for a while. Um, maybe through therapy, you could figure out if you want to figure out if you still want her to be your family or if you want to figure out a way to work it out, fine. But for right now, you need to take distance from it. That may seem odd to you. You know, I've been talking about this Mexic, Meg Zit thing. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry decided that they don't want to be um, 
working members of the royal family and they're going to spend more time in North America and they're they're going to be like working they're going to be working like to make money as opposed to being a member of the royal family. I you know a lot of people are really wild like really shocked about this. Prince Harry is never going to be King Harry. Like I remember when he was like in his 20s and stuff he he was just like yeah, William's got it. His name's William, right? What's the other one's name? I think it's William. The Walding one? William. Okay. Um, he's got it. Like, the fact is, Queen Elizabeth is like, I'm not dying ever. <laughs> I'm going to live forever, bitches. And they've got a father in, in line. And then the brother, like, like, what are you, why is everyone shocked that he doesn't want to, like, hang around the castle and do, and do all these things for show? He never wanted to. And then people treat his his wife really badly. And now he's got a kid and he's probably like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to take some time away. I'm not going to be here all the time. Anyone would do that. Any, like if this was like, if this was like, uh, your local, uh, plumber has two sons and one is like the, going to be the heir to the business and does everything right. And does all the stuff. And the younger ones used to get in trouble and, the family doesn't really like his wife and shit. Yeah, they be doing the same thing. But I really judge people by the way they talk about this because if you don't understand what is happening, it means you don't have good boundaries. It means you think that if people treat you badly and things are, and, and it's rough and it's bad on your mental health and if, and like just, even if it's something really cool and shiny to have, but it hurts you to like put your hand around it. You think you just have to stay there. It means you don't have good boundaries. And the fact is, is that even though this person has been your mom all your life, the fact is she doesn't treat you very well. She's resentful of you. And she chose to like, let you know why on Christmas. She, she, she chose to like blow your fucking world up. And so that means you need to take some space from her. Yeah. Therapy, space, boundaries, move on. All right, next question. We're almost done here, guys. Uh, Married three years and I love my husband. I had my first experience with another woman, my unique makeup rep. I never heard of unique. Hmm. I had my first experience with another woman, the makeup rep, basically out of curiosity. I loved it, craved her, but she only wants to connect if I buy makeup. How to cut out the dollar signs between us. I'm sure she likes me. Are you? These, listen, these multiple, these MLMs are getting wild. (laughs) They're getting wild. Like, I'm not so sure she likes you. If you have to buy makeup from her to see her, I don't think she likes you. I think she wants you, I think she's like trying to get her fucking commissions. Okay. I just really think that like, first of all, you're married too. So I'm sure you're cheating. (laughs) And to cheat, you got to buy makeup. There's not enough makeup in the fucking world. So here's my suggestion. I would just text her and be like, listen, I want to see you. I'm enjoying what we're doing. But I don't need any more fucking makeup. You cool with me just coming through and, and it's not about unique or whatever the fuck this shit is. And if she doesn't answer, you got your answer. If she says no, you got your answer. If she says yes and then you go over there and she's still got the makeup out on the counter, it's like, just one lipstick. Then you got your fucking answer. 
Also, stop cheating on your husband. Stop. Um, next question. My boyfriend's mom has four cats. My boyfriend's mom, and then in parentheses says has four cats. My boyfriend's mom used to make the best mac and cheese in the fam. She's pissed at me because I pointed out the entire cat's paw that was visible on her dish later last year. She disinvited me to this year's dinner and invited his ex instead. He's going. Advice. Good. Yo, you don't want to fucking go over there. Listen. Oh, okay, people who have listened to Spelling Tea know I got I hate fucking potlucks. Potlucks are against my religion. The reason is people do not, are not hygienic. Mm. Let me, let me back to that. Not all people. Plenty of people are not hygienic in their home when they cook, especially when they're cooking for other people. They don't give a fuck about you. And are restaurants super clean? Not always, not always, but at least once a year, twice a year, somebody comes through that bitch and writes down, uh, there's a cat living on top of the counter, shit like that. At home, nothing. And so I'm anti-potluck. I don't even like going to Thanksgiving and Christmas meals at other people's houses. I just don't like it. So the fact that this woman has four cats. And also, I got to think about people with cats who cook. I am not a cat hater. I'm really not. But cats don't listen. They're, they're, uh, you don't really own a cat. You feed a cat and they allow you to pet them sometimes. Even cats that are really like demonstrative and like loving and like every time, every time like I have a friend with a cat, they're like, he's like a dog. I'm like, what does that mean? He's a cat. He's not like a dog either. He's a very, he's a friendly cat. That's what he is. He's not like a dog. What are you talking about? They're saying that because they want me to like their cat and they think I'm a dog person. But I don't think I'm a dog person either. I just think that like, I understand that you don't really own cats like that. And so my husband hates cats. I'm not opposed to having one, but my husband hates them. And what he hates is that you cannot control where they go in the house. So you can't say, get off my counter. Well, you can, but there's all these kinds of back, they're not trained, they don't get trained the way cats do. I mean, the way dogs do. So when somebody I know wants to have a potluck, wants to wants to bring food somewhere, and they have cats, and then you see the cat on the fucking counter and shit. I'm just like, yo, do, then just go down to the H-E-B. Sorry, I'm in Texas. H-E-B is, a, is our grocery store. Go down to the fucking H-E-B and pick up a platter. Do not do this to us. Do not make us eat cat here because you wanted to make your special fucking brownies and also your cat doesn't give a fuck about boundaries. Okay, so this, when when I'm listening to this and she just invited you, good, bitch, good. You don't need to go over there and eat a bunch of cat hair. Let the ex eat the cat hair. The question is, he's going. Fine, that's his mama. He want to go over there and eat cat hair? Fine. I, I don't trust his judgment. I don't know how long we're going to be in a relationship, but fine, he can go too. You stay the fuck home. You stay at home. You cook some non-cat hair food and you watch Netflix and chill. That's what you fucking do. do. She did this a punishment? She did this a punishment? Oh no, oh no. Mm-mm. Girl, I don't see if you got a problem. Stay home, stay home. You don't, need that, you don't need that negativity in your life. Let the ex pick the cat hair out of her teeth. Oh, I'm not as almost done as I thought I was. Um, 
Okay, next question. Met my husband at our Bible retreat three years ago. He's a good man. We are in our 50s. Well, he spent hundreds in a rundown strip club. He says he only goes there for the $10 buffet. Are Ohio strip clubs known for good food? Not sure what to believe. Advice. Well, how do you spend hundreds if there's only a $10 buffet? How many times is he going through the line? Who else is he paying for? Girl, he's going to the strip club. He likes going to the strip club. I personally don't understand strip clubs. I don't understand a lot of shit. I don't understand tanning. I don't understand strip clubs. I don't understand letting cats help you make your potluck food. I don't understand any of that shit. But some people like it. Some people really enjoy the fantasy and shit like that. Um, The fact that he spent hundreds there means, though, that he probably... hmm, How can I say this? He probably has a girl he likes there that he spends money with. Um, that said, I will say that most strippers don't want your man and I'm not saying it never happens, but I, he he probably could just be getting lap dances. He really could just someone like grinding on his, on his dick. And if that's a problem for you, you just tell him, uh, my husband, (laughs) with my husband's last job, all the guys like to go to the strip club for lunch (laughs) and he would text me and be like, I know you keep a close eye on the on the bank account. Um, going to lunch. It is at a strip club, but they promise it's just lunch. And I was like, those girls don't want you. They don't want you. You have a twenty dollar limit. <laughs> you can you got ten dollars for lunch and you got twenty dollars to give to a girl, and that is it. And they don't want you. And if you can get a girl to come home with you, bet. I like to see it. I'll give you another twenty dollars. They do not want you. It's not like strip clubs are not. not I don't know. I, I like I put them in the category of like porn. I don't think of them as cheating unless I mean you're having sexual, you know, whatever. But I don't think of them as cheating personally. But it seems like my problem with this situation is that he over here telling you going for, he's going for the $10 buffet yet spending hundreds of dollars. That makes he thinks you're boo-boo to fool. And you tell him you're not. You just tell him you're not. Just just be like, "Listen, so if you have a problem with the strip club, you tell him you think the strip club is cheating and you don't want him to go and see where that goes. If you don't have a problem with the strip club, you just say, listen, keep it funky with me. You go to the strip club. Can we, can we get a strip club budget? I don't want you spending all our money up in the strip club. Can you just, can we just agree that you're going to spend $50 a week at the strip club? And also please don't get any blowjobs because that I consider cheating. Like have these open conversations with each other. Um, the hardest part about being in a relationship is not leaving when you get mad. But the other part is that communication piece, just saying what you mean. Um, I really, my biggest, it's the hardest part of my relationship too. And I really appreciate sometimes when I'm talking to my husband and I'm like, I need this or why are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And he sometimes just sighs and goes, okay, princess, I'm probably going to keep doing this. And it's for this reason and this, blah, blah, blah. but I can do this. I, I'm probably going to keep doing A, but maybe I could do B. Maybe we could try that. Like, I, I really appreciate that because at least I know what the fuck it is and I know how to react to it. And I think you just need some, like, some, a real conversation. Oh, and to answer your question, no, food is not good. It's probably not sanitary either, but whatever. All right. Second to last question. He chased me on IG for a few months, so I graced him with a date. He took me to dinner, told me to order what I wanted, but did not pay for my meal. 
I paid to prove I wasn't a gold digger. I slept with him because we connected. But now I want a real date, but he ghosted. Help. So... I think he just wanted to sleep with you, (laughs) which makes a lot of sense, right? He just wanted to have sex with you. And he didn't want to like, he didn't want to like expend a lot of energy or money doing that. So he took you to date and he didn't pay for you and you paid because you were trying to prove a point and then you slept with him because you liked him. So I'm not one of those people that thinks that anytime a man asks a woman on a date, they have to pay. I'm, or anytime a man takes a woman on a date, they have to pay. I'm, because the fact is that's very heteronormative and that's just not how, I don't know. That's just not how I care about things. The fact is if I want to spend time with somebody, I, I can pay. I don't care. Um, I just know what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do. If you're not that, if you, what you need for a date is to be paid for. If you feel like, listen, cause a lot of women do listen, I get all dressed up. I put on this makeup. I've, I got my body right. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And you asked me out and you chased me and then you didn't pay for the fucking meal. What the fuck is that? I can understand if you feel that way, but the fact that you paid to prove you're not a gold digger, like I'm so sick of the word gold digger, especially most men that use the word gold digger don't have any fucking gold. You're fucking broke, bitch. Nobody's gold digging you, okay? The fact that someone asks you to pay for a meal because you asked them out is not a, is is it's not gold digging. And I don't want you. And so the, to the person that asked this question, I don't want you to do that anymore. I don't want. I want. I went on a date with someone, and we ended up at Cheesecake Factory. Um. It was like a very low stakes date. It was, you know, I'd met them online. I met them on Black Planet. That's how long ago this fucking was. You guys know Black Planet? Anyway, I used to meet guys on Black Planet. Um, there was, there used to meet a lot of guys on Black Planet. So I met him on Black Planet. It was super cash. You know, we talked on the phone a couple of times and he was just like, yeah, let's meet up. And it was one of those things where like, I was happy to meet up like at a Starbucks and have a coffee, even though I don't. Like I don't drink coffee. I would have had a tea. Anyway, I would have happened to meet up at a Starbucks and had a tea and like, just like chatted with him to see if we like really vibed and like we could see each other too. And like, you know, just see what it is or to have a drink, you know, meet him for happy hour to drink and a nap and just figure it out from there and then have a real date. I was happy to do that. Um, I, like the truth is we could have gone to Chili's and done a two for 20 and, and called it a day. All those things would have been fine by me because again, it wasn't like, I don't know. It, I'm just unnecessary. And I'm not one of those women. I'm not a, I'm not someone that puts on a lot of makeup and does a thing with their bodies and has the outfit and stuff like that. I'm not that. And so like when I get, getting ready for a date is not a lot of money for me and not a lot of stuff, and you know? So I'm just like, whatever, let's just, let's meet up and see, see if we vibe in person. You know, I'm always looking to vibe in person. So so he was like, let's go to Cheesecake Factory. And I was like, oh, okay, let's go to Cheesecake Factory. So we go to Cheesecake Factory. He gets a fucking orange juice. Apparently they, at the time, I don't know if they still do it. They fresh squeeze the orange juice at Cheesecake Factory. Like they get a fucking orange, you know, like white people on fucking TV and make orange juice. Cause it took a minute. And the only reason I know this, cause it took a minute and the waiters explained that. And I was like, okay, he's getting the orange juice. It's like fucking six o'clock or whatever. 
And he orders an appetizer, which I didn't eat. And then he orders, and then we order food and whatever, blah, blah, blah. We, we talk, it's fine. At the end of the day, he's like, okay. The check comes in, he's like, okay, so how do you want to split this? And I was like, what? And he was like, how do you want to split this? And I was, and I was like, listen, I can afford to eat a Cheesecake Factory. I, I doesn't make it sound like I'm fucking bragging, guys. I'm not, I'm just saying Cheesecake Factory is not super expensive. It's not a place I would have gone for like a, let's see if we vibe together type of date. Cause you want it to be short and you want it to be like cheap and you guys can go Dutch and it'll be fine. But like, I didn't ask to come here. And also you ordered. So the other thing he was trying to do is he wasn't trying to like, be like, let's get separate checks. He was like, let's split it in half. And I'm like, no, you ordered handmade fucking orange juice and an appetizer and this fucking steak. I didn't. And he's just like, well, what's the problem? And I'm like, so I was just honest with him. I was like, yo, this has been like mediocre. Um, it's been fine, but not amazing. You ordered all this shit and then you don't intend to pay for our both meals. Okay. And I just pay for the entire meal because also he was, he was like trying to flag down the waitress and doing all these different things. And I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't even want to wait for a separate check. So I was like, no, I'll pay for it. I got it. And I paid for the thing and we're leaving together and I'm going to the parking garage and he's following like to me, to my car. And he's like, so when am I going to see you again? And I was like, oh, never. We're never going to see each other again. In fact, if you see me on the street, if you, if we're, if you're driving and you look over in traffic and you see me, you should change lanes and get off the highway and just keep going because we're never going to see each other again. And at this point I've gotten in my car and I'm like, you know, I've started the car and he's like talking to me and stuff. Uh, just like, what, what do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. And I just rolled down. I, my window was up because he, he's still talking. My window was up and I rolled it down. I just leaned down. I was like, get away from my car before I run you the fuck over. And I just left. <laughs> I, I felt like, I felt like he was being cheap. I felt like he had put us in this position and I felt like he, I felt like the bill came and he realized he didn't have enough money and he couldn't even keep it funky. He couldn't even say, yo, I don't have enough money. Um, and I should have taken you to Slotsky's. <laughs> I like shit like that bothers me. I just want people to say what it is. And I also don't want people to offer one thing and then do something else. So like the fact that you went home and slept with him cause we connected was like, if you were offended, if you didn't like that, he didn't pay, you shouldn't have had sex with him. Like we don't, let's not have sex with people who, who don't, who exhibit bad behavior. Okay. And now he ghosted you. You know why he ghosted you? He was hungry. I mean, he wanted to fuck you. He wanted to fuck you and you didn't have enough to pay for your bill. That's why. So like, move on. That's it. And stop sleeping with people you, that don't behave well. Last question, guys. I'm a straight adult male with hormone imbalance issue that caused me to grow soft round breasts. I hide it well. I stole a bra from my new girl. Fits good, but she caught me in it in, during foreplay. I forgot I was wearing and refuses to see me again. Help. This reminds me of the time I was dating a guy. And we were about to have sex. And I pulled down his pants and he was wearing a sock on his dick instead of underwear because he didn't do laundry. He was... 
a mess. He was he was somebody I need to stop dating. Um, he had some drinking issues too. He would ride around. <laughs> I'm laughing because of how stupid this is. Okay, he would ride around with his car, um, in his car with a bottle of 151 in the trunk inside a backgammon case in case anybody searches his car and one glass and he sometimes would get out and drink it <laughs> if he was having a bad day he was just he was just like a big mess and um like he wasn't a stranger drunk driving he drunk he, <laughs> oh god he was drunk one night i was not with him and driving drunk and lost control of his car and crashed his car into a Jewish temple. He was able to like, like he did a lot of damage to it. And, but he was able to, it was right by where he lived too. Like it was like on the corner he needed to turn on to get to his house. And uh, even though his like wheel frames and shit, you know, his rims and shit were bent, he was able to drive his car home. And... (laughs) The next morning, it was on the fucking news as a hate crime because someone, I, uh, that guy, I still talk to him sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been stupid too, guys. I've been stupid too. Uh, he is a great friend. He is an intellectual. He is somebody I can definitely, and I know he doesn't sound like an intellectual, but he is somebody I can talk to all day long about all kinds of stuff. He is somebody that I vibe with intellectually. But everything else was all fucked up. And he was the last guy I dated before my um, husband. Um, I was trying to break up with him because I was just like, listen, you got a lot of stuff going on. And he was in the Navy and he would pretend to be deployed. What I mean by that is he would say he was about to get deployed or that he had duty and he couldn't leave the ship or whatever. And he was always lying. And so it was very hard to break up with him. And so I just never did break up with him. I was just like, okay. Um, I've moved on to somebody else. And like I told him like weeks later when I started dating my husband. And keep in mind, when I started dating my husband, I dated him for like two weeks and we were living together. Because again, I've done stupid things too. Um, So by the time I got around to being like, yeah, we're still, we're like really broken up. We're like really, really broken up. Um, I was living with, so... But I still, when I go back home, I still hang out with him. I still talk about the time that I tried to turn him in for a hate crime. <laughs> I still, I talk about his 151 in his trunk. He's a, he's a great guy to be around. He just was not someone I need to be dating. And so, I don't know why I told that story. I just did. Oh, dude with breast. You know, I also dated a guy with breast. I did. Um, he just had like, um, I mean, I've dated women. They had breasts, but I dated a guy with breasts and he, uh, he just, he just, I mean, they were very small, but he just, uh, how can I put it? They were breasts, but I mean, they just were breasts. I, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. And he just, he just had like fatty deposits with a nipple on top of it. That's what, those are breasts. Um, he just never, I mean, he didn't explain, he didn't like hide or anything. It's just, it is what it is. And I really admire that about him. God, I could tell stories about that dude. (laughs) He's the only person that's, I've only been dumped once in my life and it's by him. 
He's the only one. But then like three days later, he was arrested for murder. So, you know, karma. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, he didn't really explain. He didn't feel ashamed of it. It's just like, that's his body. And so I think probably the problem we're having here is that you stole a bra from your new girl and was wearing. First of all, why'd you need a bra? Because it was because you wanted to hold things down. I mean, you should you can do that with a wrap. Uh, plenty of of butch lesbians, studs, um, um, trans men that are transitioning uh, use a wrap, an ace bandage to wrap their chest. You could have done that. Um, I mean, I don't want to suggest a surgery because I mean, I don't think you have to get a surgery if like you understand what it is and I'm sure that you're dealing with it medically or just leaving it or whatever. But I mean, there are ways to deal with this, but stealing her bra is not one of them. Also bras are underwear. So imagine if, I don't know, I just feel like underwear is a one person thing. And I feel like stealing somebody's bra is like stealing their underwear. I don't understand why you would do that. Um, I guess what I'm saying here is that the problem is not the breast. It's the fact that you stole her underwear and was wearing it when you started to have sex. And she realized you were wearing it and was surprised and was like, what the fuck is going on? That's why I'm talking about the sock on the dick. Okay. Cause I really was like, what the fuck is going on? And so, um, yeah, it, she, she's refusing to see you again. One, probably because she thinks you're either a cross dresser or gay. And she's, and she's like, Oh, I can't do it. Like, that's probably what she's doing. A lot of people do that, but I guess, and you know, she's not into it. She's not into it. But I guess what I would do if I were you is I would just contact her and, and tell the truth and say, Hey, listen, I have breasts (laughs) and this is why. And I was like nervous to like let you see that. I was worried about like, I, 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 you know, I, I was trying to like minimize them so you wouldn't notice. And then I, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I do have a lot of questions here because I wonder how you got her bra if you've never had sex with her before. And if you've never, and if you've had sex with her before, why didn't she notice the breast? What are you talking about? Hmm. Anyway, yeah, the better ways to do this. So I would just be honest. I, I say this all the time. Honesty is the best policy. Why did I say that? Like I made that shit up. I did not make that up, but I'm, I just, it's, it's a lot of work to lie. So it's so, it's so much easier to just be like, here is what it is. And she can either take that or not, whichever one. And she's your new girl. So I'm just going to assume that she's like, you haven't been dating her for six years because she's your new girl. And so I wonder how much time and energy you've invested in this. Maybe you should just let it go. And I would just be a little bit more honest in the future. I would, I would, one, I would try to work, like if you don't want to have those breasts, I would work on what I could do about that. Like literally talk to your doctor and see what you can do about that. Do you need to take hormones? Do you need to have a surgery? Um, what is it if you're too embarrassed to tell people about it? But in the meantime, you got to live. And if you're saying that you want to have like sexual relations with people, but you do not want to be 
like upfront about what's going on. Stop taking off your shirt. And you can also like use an ace bandage to keep um, the profile down. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, listen, welcome to the titty committee. It's it's rough. Um, people think having boobs is a lot of fun, but wait till the fucking summer comes. It is not. Uh, and also, like, if you need, if you actually like want a bra, go like buy a bra. Like people. I don't know. You don't have to, this isn't 90 day fiance. When you go into the, to the store, you don't have to give them your fucking life story. You can just be like, I'm looking, what is the size on that bra? All right. This fits good. Okay. Didn't just go buy one, go buy one, go to Victoria's secret. Don't go to Victoria's secret. You don't need to spend all your money there. Um, you can get a bra at Walmart or target. And if you want to go, and if you want to feel like a bad bitch, you can go to Fenty. But I'm just saying like, if you feel like if a bra is the way you want to go, then just buy it. And if you don't want anybody to know about it, just don't, um, don't take your shirt off. The guy I dated just always wore an undershirt. I mean, they weren't, they weren't large breasts. They were like, like I said, they were like fatty deposits and on his chest. And, but he just always wore an undershirt and it was fine. It was not a big deal. Yeah. So that's it guys. Um, that is the end of princess fix my life. Um, I hope you enjoyed me giving my opinion and, and unasked for advice. Um, remember next week, um, I will have the link to Patreon up. Please sign up if you want to support this podcast, a buck a month. Um, you know how many kids in Somalia you could feed for a buck a month? Jeez. And don't forget, we're going to start Breaking Bond and Ducci next week. And, um, look for that link to download the episodes. I'll see you then. Bye.